I'm Paul Levinson, and welcome to Light On, Light Through, episode 168. My review of For All Mankind, season one, and episode 2.1. While Ronald D. Moore is best known for his creation of the Battlestar Galactica reboot and Outlander, Two very different series, which were in the case of Battlestar Galactica and are in the case of Outlander, justly lauded masterpieces of science fiction. Well, maybe Outlander is science fantasy, but I think the point still holds. So more had a lot riding on for all mankind, another very different kind of science fiction series. And I just saw the entire first season, which began to air on Apple TV in November 2019. And the first episode of the second season, which started airing on Apple TV just a few days ago. Here's what I think. It's at least as good as Battlestar Galactica and a little bit better than Outlander, in my never-humble opinion. The new series rests on a bold premise. Had the Soviets beaten the U.S. to the moon by just a slight margin in 1969, one month, the result would have been much better for getting humans out into space because the competition between the two superpowers would have continued and intensified. In literary terms, this would have set in motion an alternate reality in which the two superpowers continued vying to be the lead and dominant humans beyond our planet. Now, as far as our reality or real history, it's entirely plausible that the Soviet Union could have pulled a fast one and beaten us in the U.S. to the moon by a month back in 1969. The truth is it's not really clear to this very day why the Soviets, after the mid-1960s, fell so far behind the U.S., after being the first to get a satellite, Sputnik, then a satellite with a dog, Laika, and then a satellite with a human being, Yuri Gagarin, off this planet into space. Indeed, the best explanation I've read of why the Soviet Union fell behind the U.S. in the space race comes from a little-known science fiction novel published in 2000s called Red Moon, which, by the way, was also the title of the first episode of For All Mankind. And you'll find a link to Red Moon, that novel, on the show notes to this episode. Now, the alternate history and the real history in For All Mankind was handled plausibly and provocatively, no easy task to pull off. As the first season and the beginning of the second season did and did so well. 
I guess my favorite alternate history gambit in the first season is Ted Kennedy cancels his trip to Chappaquiddick to focus on why the U.S. space program fell behind the Soviets, and he's elected president in 1972 in this alternate reality. Walter Cronkite and Barbara Walters deliver the news without being named via actors who look a lot like them and sound like them, too. Nixon, Teddy, and at the end of season one and the beginning of season two, Ronald Reagan are presented in real footage and photographs by voices that deliver alternate history speech via impersonators, or who knows how they got those voices, but it worked very well. And the second season starts off with a nice handful of alternate history touches, including John Lennon surviving the attempt on his life, but the Pope does not. Other major changes in the history of For All Mankind include women achieving importance as astronauts and in flight control long before they did in our reality. Permanent bases are established on the moon by both the U.S. and the Soviets in the 1970s. By the 1980s, the science of space travel has led to electric cars on planet Earth. But the human success in space has by no means wiped away all the iniquities we have suffered from in this reality on this planet. Prejudice against gays warp the personal life of at least one astronaut, and immigrants are treated badly in this alternate reality by an FBI obsessed with rooting out Soviet spies. The personal lives of the astronauts, of course, play a major role and a tempestuous role in this narrative. Ed Baldwin, a fictional character played by Joel Kinnaman, who never misses. Tracy Stevens, played by Sarah Jones. And Molly Cobb, played by Sonia Walger, who I first saw, I guess, in Lost, and she's also always excellent, were my favorites. But all the characters are memorable and well-acted in this series, and the lives portrayed are very realistic. Death always lurks near life, ready to rear its head in our world, and this is more so when that life is in space. Just as in our own reality, not everything goes right or as expected in the grand endeavor to get us off this planet. And trust me, you'll be on the edge of your seat for just about every episode in this remarkable series. For All Mankind picked a good time to debut its second episode, the day after the NASA rover landed on Mars in our reality. This is a very ambitious project in our reality. It hopes to conclude by actually bringing back some stones, some rocks, and whatever else is harvested by the NASA rover back to our planet. That's an important first step towards we human beings setting foot on planet Mars. I'm hoping the series continues long enough to show us astronauts arriving on Mars. 
And I'll be reviewing every episode from now on in my blog. You'll find a link to that on my website. And then at the end of Season 2, I'll put up another review here on this podcast. But I'm hoping that we do see the astronauts in this series arriving on Mars and that this alternate reality converges with our reality in which we send people to Mars too. The Light on Light Through podcast. Well, I hope you enjoyed this little review of this great series for all mankind. I'll be back here soon with another episode of Light on Light Through. In the meantime, take care, stay safe, and enjoy. Athens, 2042 A.D. She ripped the paper in half, then ripped the halves, then ripped what was left, again, into bits and pieces of history that could have been. Sierra Waters had read once that, years ago, it was thought that men made love for the thrill, while women made love for the sense of connection it gave them. Curled up with a good book says, Sierra Waters is sexy as hell. You can find out more about The Plot to Save Socrates by Paul Levinson at theplottosavesocrates.com. Paul Levinson still code about an ancient biotech war raging on in secret for centuries.